Buckle up, it's time for That's How I Roll with Jeremiah Isley, a podcast about the games we play and the lives we live. That's How I Roll is presented by Theology of Games. Visit theologyofgames.com for the latest in tabletop gaming, news, reviews, and interviews. And now, here's Jeremiah. Well, how about that? It's day two of Origins 2018. I'm here in Studio 359, as I have dubbed it, which is booth 359 of Origins in the exhibit hall. What a day did we just have. So uh, I'm actually recording this intro after the fact, but whatever. Time is irrelevant. I don't know. Space travel, time travel, whatever. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to That's How I Roll. We had a great day today. We were visited by some awesome people who talked about and showed us some of the awesome games that they are working on or selling or have to offer. Uh, Also, uh, if you want to see these games that we were talking about, head over to our Facebook page. Go to facebook.com slash theology of games. We have posted live videos of all of the folks who stopped by. So you can see those there. But let's get into these uh, these interviews. First up, we have Travis Reynolds of uh, Queen Games. He talked about Luxor with us. Then Paul Peterson stopped by showing us uh, Ninth World, which looks amazing. Uh, really, really looks really cool. Tiffany Kerr, uh, I, I mispronounced this. You just listen to the interview. She'll, she'll correct me. <laughs> I forget how to say it already. <laughs> uh, she showed Mystery of the Temples. She'll be back tomorrow showing us Welcome to another game from Deepwater Games. Uh, Tom Wetzel of Cosmos showed up with... He actually came and showed us uh, Emotep, the expansion for that. We talked about that some. We talked about the Lost City Rivals game that has just uh, has been announced, as well as some new Legends of Andor cool stuff there. And Ross Thompson from IDW Games stopped by and showed us a whole bunch of games, including the Munchkin Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Get this, Eastman did the, uh, Kevin Eastman did the artwork for this game. He, uh, it's all original. So one of the creators of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles did original artwork for that game. It's worth buying that game just for that. So he showed us a, a bunch of other stuff too, and we'll talk about that. It's all coming up right now. So let's get into this. Day two of Origins. How's it been so far? Is it only day two? I think so. I was here Tuesday. So oh, know, so it's a little longer for you. Exactly, and we were here Wednesday, open Wednesday, so it's day four. Oh, me. my goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> Feels like day 50. Yeah, yeah. But we're here with Travis Reynolds of Queen Games. This is kind of an exciting game. Like, people are a little bit excited about this right now. This game has a lot of buzz. We're, um, we think it's a great family game, which I think is a lot of the reason why it was nominated for Spiel. Uh, yeah. And uh, people are, it's demoing nonstop. People are loving it. People want to get it. We don't have it here, unfortunately. But Yeah, yeah. So tell us a little bit about it. It's for those who are listening and not watching, it's Luxor. Right. Um, which, as you said, nominated for the Spiel. Yeah, it's from Rudiger Dorn. It was nominated for Spiel de Jaris. Uh, great family weight game. In this game, we're at the uh, pyramids at Luxor. We're going down into the pyramid. Our adventurers are going uh, through the, the tunnels and collecting treasures along the way and trying to find their way to the burial chamber to find the sarcophagus where all the goodies are stored. 
And along the way, they're going to stop to pick things up and take different actions. Uh, the way they do that, they start with a hand of five cards. Okay. So I'm going to lay five cards out here on the table so the Facebook Live people can see those. So on my turn, I have a couple adventures out there, and I can move either one of them, either five or one. I always have to play the outmost cards, so either my farthest right or my farthest left card. Okay. So let's say I play this guy. He moves five. If he lands on a tile like, say, this one, he can claim that tile because it only takes one adventure. Okay. If he lands on this one, he can sit there and wait until another one of his guys comes along, and together they can have two on it. Two of his right. guys, right. Okay. So at the end of my turn, whether I claim one or not, I'm going to draw a card, and it's going to go in the middle, so it's going to push these cards out. So nice. you can kind of think, okay, I want to get that one out there, so I need to play these so it moves that direction. Okay, yeah. So you kind of plan your move out. Um, so it's a little bit like programming element almost yeah, in how you kind of build your hand out. A little bit. And then um, one of the action tiles is a Horus tile. It's a big yellow tile. Okay. These tiles get removed from the board. We can't see the board, but it's a square uh, trail. Yeah. Um, these get removed when, when you take the most of them. Some of them don't. They get replaced with these purple bonus tiles that stay okay. there. But when they're removed, you skip them. So it kind of... You're plotting your move out, and somebody removed the tile. And then everything gets... Yeah, now you got to readjust. <laughs> but when you land on the Horus tile, you get to take a Horus card, and these are way better than the base card. Oh, okay. So now okay. you can play... Instead of moving five, I can move one to five. Or nice. this one lets me move all my guys two spaces. Nice. So okay. these are advanced. And then after you play these, they go in the Dread discard, and then everyone can draw them, so it kind of speeds and ramps the game up. Very cool. Uh, ultimately, when two adventurers get into the burial chamber, that will be the end turn. Okay. All right. And um, then we're going to score the end game. These score in sets, so we can see there that's a full set. One necklace, one base, and one statue. Okay. But there's some wild tiles in the game to where if you didn't have this, you could put a wild tile. Gotcha. And then you'd have a set. Uh, we also score for how deep into the t uh, temple our adventures got. Okay. On the wall, there's like a value, and it says this space, and the further you uh, get, okay. it's the more they're worth. But some of them are worth zero, so you have to kind of get past not, get, or... not get caught on those because yeah. they they're all the way deep in. You don't want to get caught and miss right. out. Then uh, you score, you can't, well, we didn't see the map. There are keys to okay. get into the barrel chamber. You have to have collected a key. Okay. If you didn't use them, they're worth a point. And there's these scarabs that have points on the backside that are hidden, random. You uh -huh. score those. Um, whoever has the most points wins. Um, that, uh, it sounds like such a simple, like, streamlined game. I'm looking at the components. There's no... There's no words on them, so like this is the German version because it's not right. yet available in English, and uh, and you can play this version. You just can't read the rule book, uh, right? <laughs> you know? That's right. Um, we're we were a German company, so we're right. very aware of language independence. Mo very few of our games are uh, have any language dependability. Yeah, we're, we work very hard to both accommodate that and you know color blindness and accommodate everybody that has issues yeah so that everybody can play yeah that's great um it is very simple you're right um I, right before i came over there was a demo and I, we took a picture at our booth there was three generations playing the game and having a oh, great that's time amazing. there was like the kid and the dad yeah. and the grandma and they're all having a great time so it's a great example of why it's the right it's a great family game yeah and uh, you know for me personally that's that's great because there's a lot of times when i'm playing games and my parents are, are involved in the game and my children are involved in the game. So it's that three generation thing in games like this that can bring everybody together and we sit around and we have a good time. 
that's fantastic. You know, I love deeper, like really heavy games, but but mom, stuff mom like, doesn't want to play. No, right. Like we right. have Yokohama sitting over. That's a great game, right? Yeah. Mom doesn't want to play Yokohama. Gonna, right. <laughs> no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you and I would want to play Yokohama. Absolutely. But mom doesn't want to play. I'll play Yokohama. it all day long, but yeah, the grandparents not so much. My wife even not really going to get into Yokohama. Right. Sure. But this is a game that, you know, it's. But it finds that sweet spot of. It's not just a simple kid game. Like it's a game that you can enjoy as an adult, and and kids can still play it and enjoy it and have fun too. So yeah, absolutely, I agree. And, and also, if you want your wife to eventually play Yokohama, she's got to start somewhere, right? <laughs> exactly. And you get her. And we do a pretty. I feel like we do a pretty good job of. Um, so this game is targeted at the market we want it to be in. Right. But we also release what's called Queenies. There okay. are many expansions for our games. Oh yeah, yeah. That uh-huh. you can choose to incorporate. And then those will ramp up the complexity and yeah. add some additional things. Yeah, and I've got some of those for Kingdom Builder. Yeah, you yeah. can choose to pick and what you how you, your personal complexity and right, how right. much you want in the game. So, you know, you can kind of get both that way. Yeah, very cool. Well, Travis, thanks so much for stopping by, and good luck with this. I, I hope you guys win. I I think it'd be a, a great choice for the spiel this year, and uh, really appreciate you stopping by to show it to sure us. Sure thing. Thanks a lot. We're here, <laughs> sitting to my left, your right. Yes, I, sure, sure. Uh, is Paul Peterson? Hello. How's it going, Paul? It's going great, dude. It's so good to have you here. Oh, it's so good to be Look here. Look at this. We have a booth. I know. This is amazing. Isn't I this love so it. Cool? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and an entire sound booth too. This is amazing. You know, it 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 just wouldn't feel like home <laughs> if I didn't have a microphone in my face. You're more comfortable. I understand. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, thanks for stopping by. Oh, of course. Really appreciate it. Uh, longtime fan of a lot of your stuff, Guillotine and Smash Up and all the stuff that you do. But you've got something new w- with you. Yes, today. I do. Yes, and, uh, uh, I, I keep trying to put out new games and so I've succeeded. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> this Goal is accomplished. Uh, yes. So, so uh, there will be people listening, not watching sure, as well. Sure, absolutely, so absolutely. We'll be descriptive as we can, but of there's course. a monolith of a tabletop thing isn't in front it, of me. Isn't it a beautiful, like, it's it doesn't gorgeous. look like a normal box. And, it does and not. That was, that's 100% on purpose. It is, uh, so the, the game is called Ninth World. Okay. Um, it was designed by uh, Boyan Radakovich, myself, and Mike Selenker. Okay. And it is um, it's set in uh, Monty Cook's Numenera universe. It's a if if people aren't very familiar, that's like one of the RPGs on Kickstarter that like blew everything away. And okay. he's gone through a couple editions now. And it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's an amazing world. It's sort of it's Earth, but it's set like a billion years in the future. So you can't even really think about what things would be like. Right, right. And that's on purpose because it gives you it gives you a freedom to create. Like the 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 reason it's called the Ninth World is because civilization as we know it, like where we are right now, is the first world. Okay. And civilization has risen and fallen through yeah, yeah, eight nine, times. Yeah, yeah. And so the world is just the world is just full of stuff left over from previous worlds, basically, yeah, that, okay. that, that may have been higher in tech than us or lower in tech than us, but they're just crazy things. Um, and so the, the world is just open and crazy, ridiculous, wonderful things can happen. Very uh, cool. Yeah, exactly. So we, we really loved the world and we, we made a card game for it. Basically. Okay, so that was the RPG and this is yes. a card game yes, sort of version of that game. thing. Yeah, this is, uh, we, we call it a skill building game. It's kind of like a deck building game, except 
your deck is all, is five cards basically. Okay. <laughs> so it's like maybe a hand building game uh, uh, or okay. of some kind. <laughs> you just have these five cards, and you never ha will have more than that, but they'll get better over time. So. Okay. And then Very every cool. turn you use them as best you can to to fight monsters and and get wondrous artifacts and yeah. and uh, go on quests for people and things like that. Wow, that sounds yeah. cool. It sounds cool. The the box is amazing. The box um, is amazing. I'm, gonna, it's, I'm it, definitely going to have to check this one out. It's even more amazing than you think because it's this, it's this tall cylinder. It looks like a wine box, right? For right, a, right. For a big bottle of wine. Yeah. But um, it actually, once you take the cover off and you start, you, you actually unwrap the, 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 the casing around it to okay. open the box. And that reveals like the scoring track and there's a map on it and oh, cool wow. stuff like that. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. The Very form cool. factor on this is amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> Which is part of what makes tabletop gaming so cool. It's actual physical things in front of you that right. you can touch and hold and move and you know manipulate um so great uh what what else are you working on what's what's cool and what's awesome and um well i'm always i'm always making smash up expansions right. so i'm currently like uh i'm one year ahead of where we are basically okay. in, in, in the smash up okay. world because we do two per year we do one in the spring and one at one at gen con basically yeah. so i'm i'm working two ahead and okay. uh, the the one for gen con is 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 been in the can forever, and we're really excited about it. I think it was the the one that the players voted for, basically. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was really so, cool. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Um, I've got some other games out at places, but they haven't like been announced yet, so it's so harder I have to, to talk like, about. Twist them. your arm. Yeah, and try yeah, to yeah, yeah. Exactly. But I'm very, I'm very excited. They they actually will probably be coming out next year, finally. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Uh, I'm being told to turn you down at the All right. All right. So. Um, so yeah, so you're constantly working on stuff. Yes. Where? What's your full time gig now? You're working oh, I, with. Well, I work at the Pokemon company. Yeah. I work on the the Pokemon card game. So that's a, a lot of fun. It's a it's a hearkening back because I worked on the Pokemon card game in like '99 when Wizard, well, when I was at Wizards of right, the Coast. Right. Right. Okay. Had the license for it, so it's it's old school for me. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like back. It's like the boomerang thing. Yes. Going exactly. On. Exactly. Uh, so you're you're like friends with Pikachu. Yeah. Basically. Stuff. So no, I can tell no, that I to my him. kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, origins. Is getting bigger. Or this is I. Uh, so I walked in what I thought was going to be the exhibit hall because right. it's been the exhibit hall for yes. years, and yes. I was like, "Why are all these people? Where are all these chairs doing here? What are these people <laughs> sitting around playing games for?" Things. It's a very. I thought maybe they just done, but then I was like, "Oh, okay." And I walked into the room that used to be where people played games, and it's a much bigger room. But now it's the exhibit it's hall. It's the exhibit hall. It is crazy. Yeah. I, I, I swear this is at least twice as big as last year. I would I would have to agree with that because they've. You know, last year it was Exhibit Hall A was full. Right. And then it started spilling into right. B. Like right. there were some vendors that were in there. And now it's B is full and right. it's spilling out both right. sides. It's just <laughs> exactly. like oozing out. It's like getting bigger and bigger. Uh, it's so um, exciting. I mean, I've been coming to the show forever and yeah. it's always been sort of like the other show. And I don't know that that is true. Anymore. I don't think so. It, and it's funny because I talk to a lot of people who say, if you had to choose Gen Con or Origins, right. they're like, I would go to Origins because it's big enough. There's, I mean, just about everybody's here. Right. It's a really cool thing. Right. But it's still small enough that you can see people and right. you, you have these meetings and yeah. So right, exactly. Uh, yeah. It has that cool feel about it. Yeah, it's great. And I'm also here for the, I do the podcast here. The, so it's, the, it's my podcast. Oh, Once yeah, a yeah. year for three nights at Origins, <laughs> we do the official Origins by Night, which is really just a recap of, of the show. So people who are at the show can be like, 
listen to what cool things are here that they yeah. might have missed yeah. or that they haven't seen yet and, and be like, oh, yeah, I want to go see that now. Very so, cool. Uh, very very cool. focused. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Paul, thank you so much for your oh, time. I'm glad to. Thanks Anytime. for swinging by. Always <laughs> glad to have you on the show. And uh, thanks for all the great games. You've contributed oh. so much to the community and to Thank the hobby. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you having, <laughs> I, having I, time I appreciate to so much us. when people come up and tell me how much they've enjoyed my games. It just that, that's that's one of the things I do it for. So absolutely, we love it. So thanks so much, oh, and thank uh, you. we'll be in touch when, yes. when more cool things come out from Paul Peterson. Of course, every awesome. time I'll be here. Excellent, awesome. Thanks, man. You bet. Bye bye. Tiffany Cares, is that, am I pronouncing that correct? Kairos. Kairos, oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. That's way better. That's <laughs> way cooler than what I was reading it as. Yeah. Tiffany, yeah. thanks for stopping by. You're with Deep Water. Mm-hmm. And uh, you have brought Mystery of the Temples. That is correct. Yeah. I temples guess. plural. So yes. it's not like a single temple that you're just like going around in because there's a mystery. <laughs> no, it's, it's not Scooby Doo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there are actually five temples and they represent the different um, temples to the different deities of the elements in okay. the in the kingdom, uh, in this game, this universe, um, which is beautiful and sadly entirely made up. Of I, course. Yeah, you know, nothing nothing as beautiful as some of those art actually exists. It, it's very gorgeous art, yeah. yeah. Um, and so in the idea, you are, in the idea of the game is you are curse breakers, and you are going around to the temples, and the temples have curses on them, and you're trying to break those curses. And so there are wilderness cards, which are the small mini cards, and you're going around in a rondelle, um, and every turn you can move your curse breaker up to three spaces, and you're going to acquire gemstones in the wilderness and add them to your crystal lattice card, which is basically like your player board. Okay. And when you go and you acquire gems, let's say if I go to this wilderness card, I pick up a yellow and a white crystal. I add them to my gem board, my right. lattice, yeah. and I have to put them someplace that they're going to be on the list. So they have to fit. So if I have to discard, I have to pull them out and they have to go away. Okay. Um, but once they're on the board, they're on the board. Like I can't rearrange. I can't fiddle. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And that's important because... Um, as the game progresses and I acquire more gemstones, eventually I'm going to want to try and break a curse. So I'm just going to really quickly BS some more <laughs> gemstones. Cool. This is totally, I did this in one turn, yeah. Okay. Um, so then when I'm ready, I can go to a temple and attempt to break the curse. And so what this means is every temple has a sequence of um, colors or crystals along the top. And you can go from the left side or the right side to start from. And okay. the sequences are just slightly different on either side. And you need to have crystals on your lattice and pull them off in the correct sequence to break the curse. Gotcha. So for this temple, if I'm here, I need to do yellow, yellow, red, purple, purple. Gotcha. If I want to go that way. Right. If I want to do the other side, I can do yellow, yellow, blue, green, purple. And when I pull them off, I have to do it via adjacency the correct way. Following so I have that, to those hexes, the little hash marks between the spots there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I need to do yellow, yellow, red, purple, purple. And, I've, and you've done it. I've done it. In wow. one turn. I'm so good. You're so good at this game. Um, when I succeed at doing one, I will gain eight points because that's the most, um, that was the most difficult curse to break on okay. that one. So I put this cube here saying that I've done it. Um, normally, we would have a scoreboard out so we can track our points. So I sure. would say eight points. And then um, no one else, no one else can break that curse, um, that most powerful curse. So that block's going to stay there. The whole right, game. but they can achieve the other points that are on there. Exactly. Just not as, yeah. as many points. They can't be as good as me. Right. Um, <laughs> so 
that's what's going to happen. And you're going to keep doing that. And normally, um, we did like a micro uh, pretend setup here. Right. Um, players are going to have five of the um, curse break markers. And so as soon as one player has broken five curses, the game is over. Okay. And you're going to score based on which your points that you gathered during the game from breaking curses. And then you're also going to store from rune collection. And so what's happening is whenever you break a curse, you get mm -hmm. the rune that is on top of the deck at the end of that temple. Okay. And this is mine for the rest of the game. And it gives me a little bit of a bonus if I go on a location that has that symbol on it. So okay. if I go so here, matching, yeah. okay. they match up. Yeah. yeah. So the cards I acquire match the cards in the wilderness and at the temples. And so for this particular one, if I went to like say this location, I would gain three clear crystals from the location. And then because my rune matches the rune on the card, I would get an additional get green, green gem. Yeah. yeah. So you can kind of pick up one strategically. And I forgot to put stack there, but that's fine. Sure. Um, you can pick up one strategically, but the other thing with the runes is at the end of the game, there's a bit of a set collection. So okay. there are five unique ruins, and uh -huh. the more of them you collect, the more points you get. So if you manage mm. to get all five ruins collected, you get an additional 11 points. Nice. Which is a sizable amount of points in this game. Okay. Okay. So there's that. And then you also, there's a majority scoring. So there's one of these little mini cards for every temple, and you yeah. randomize them, and then you pick a certain number based on the number of players at the end of the game. And it's whoever broke the, mo the most curses okay. at that temple at the end of the game get the points. Get the points um, that are available from that. Okay. Yeah, and it doesn't matter how powerful the curses were at that temple. It's just who did the most. Oh, okay. So I could go and do, like, the two smaller curses. And y it doesn't matter if you did the big one. I would. You I get still the did most the most because you did more. Yeah. There. Cool. Yeah. Very so that's cool. the game. So that's pretty much the game. How, that's the base game. Like, yeah. what's the player count? How long does it take? That kind of thing. Yeah. So that would have been good at the beginning. <laughs> <Like> that. <laughs> that's cool. Um, uh, so it's two to four players, and the differences on the player counts is that two players um, use the backside of the temple cards, and you actually are going to take one temple out. Okay. Normally in a two-player game, in a three-player game, you also use the backs, but you have all temples out. Um, so yeah, that's the main difference in player count. Okay. Timeline for playing is anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, and it really okay. just depends on the player count. Um, and yeah, and then, so that's like the base game, and if you want to add an extra layer, these player cards actually have um, asymmetrical player powers on the bottom. And each card okay. is double-sided, and all of the powers are unique. So there's actually eight nice. different powers. And there's a recommended A side and B side, and so it's the whole trick of everybody play on the A side, everybody play on the B right, side, and right. then once you get to know it, you just everybody picks what they yeah yeah pick yeah. what you want. Cool. So yeah, so there's it's there's replayability in the temples, there's replayability in the ruins, there's replayability in like the majority bonuses, yeah. and then player there's cards, yeah, yeah, and player cards and Definitely. stuff like that. So yeah, very cool. So tell me a little bit about Deepwater. You guys are making games, and you. <laughs> I see you've partnered with some other publishers. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Fill us in on, on just a little more of the history of, of Deepwater Games. Yeah, sure. So we have um, three founders, and one of them is Nolan Nasser, who is a board game illustrator. Okay. Uh, so he's he's been in the industry for a while, and people know him traditionally as, a, as an illustrator. Um, but he and the other two founders um, really wanted to start bringing games over from other parts of the world that okay. they weren't seeing represented here quite as much. And so um, they partnered with Emperor S4 Games to start and brought over a lot of Emperor S4's games that were kind of like in the backlog. Mm. So Emperor S4 is a Taiwanese publisher. And okay. I don't know if you know this, Taiwan is very small spatially. It's like yeah. the size of Maine, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. And they have 400 game stores. Really? On that island. Wow. Gaming is huge there. 
Um, and so, wow. yeah, it's crazy. I want to go now. Um, <laughs> right? <laughs> so Emperor S4 is a very popular Taiwanese board game publisher, and they do really great games, and we wanted to bring those games over. And so Deepwater cool. Games um, partnered with them and brought over the backlog, which is why we have so many games so very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we have a partnership with them moving forward where as they release titles, we will be co-publishing and working so with them. So you'd be them. like the, the American distribution for them. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very cool. So that's the main bulk of our line right now. Okay. But we also partner with other publishers. So we pop, we partnered with Blue Cocker Games and France okay. um, to bring Welcome Two over, which mm -hmm. is a very popular game right now, um, and it's a flip and fill kind of game. So kind of like a roll okay. and write, but there's no dice. Gotcha. Um, so you reveal cards and you're doing housing developments, and we'll actually have a video about that uh, tomorrow. Well, I yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll be back with that one. Um, so <laughs> that's with that, what we call a teaser in yeah, the industry, there right? You go. <laughs> Um, and then we're also doing in-house development. Okay. So we do cool. have some stuff, and we're talking and working with designers, some pretty big names and some new ones. We want to make sure that we give everybody a chance in the industry. Yeah. And one of the things that um, Nolan, uh, our CEO, really wants to do is he wants to try and make sure people have a voice. And so, and yeah. also like certain games, if it's a realistic world and it's based on something that's real, he wants to make sure that people of that culture are actually represented and, mm. and represented correctly and also involved in the development and creation of okay. that game. Yeah. So we have a couple games in the pipeline now which are actually being co-designed by people who are of the culture that the game theme is in. Okay, yeah. So, um, which brings a whole new spin on stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. It's, like I'm the sure. mechanics and things are just, it's different because different parts of the world have different. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm sure thematically it's more true and it, which unfolds just lots of deeper things that can happen because you've got that culture feeding into it. And yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. That's really cool. Well, and it's other things like we don't understand, we don't know unless you're living there and you've lived there for a long time, you don't know anything beyond like kind of the stereotypes in the movies right, and what Hollywood right. has represented yeah. stuff. So like I've learned in the development of one of the games that I can't talk about, I've learned some really <laughs> interesting, like really yeah, cool things sure. and it's come out with like really new and interesting mechanics. Nice. Um, and there are things that like just never thought to do because uh -huh. like it's not in my because world. you didn't know it yeah, yeah I didn't yeah. know it so, so how do you yeah. how do you design for that when you just don't know yeah exactly so. that's it very so cool I'm really excited about those that's awesome well thanks so much for stopping by really appreciate you showing this and we'll see you tomorrow yeah with welcome to looking forward to that as well so awesome. thanks for swinging by thanks for having me see you tomorrow we are here in Booth 359. I'm going to call it the 359. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> come up with like Studio not? 359, right? It's hip. <laughs> it is hip. Sitting next to me is Tom Wetzel of Cosmos. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, thank you for having yeah, me. Yeah, glad you could be here. Um, you've got some, some cool games to talk about. Some of them you can show us. Yes. Some of them are, are but a figment, an inspiration. Uh, I don't know. I'm just making sense. Yeah, they're not, they're not here yet, but they're they not, will be very soon. Very, very soon. So let's start with what we've got in front of us, which is Andor. You've got some more Legends of Andor. Um, yes. Go ahead and fill us in on what, we, what we've got here. So Legends of Andor, uh, that came out in 2013. Yeah. And highly acclaimed, won a lot of awards, and we just keep producing more expansions and more content for it. This is the latest and I think the most interesting that is, has come out. Um, cool. Most interesting because 
these are new heroes, right? You can yeah. you can use these as opposed to the ones that come with the base game. Okay. And these are cursed heroes. Ooh. So you can see this, but uh, we have here a shapeshifter. Nice. He, he turns from either a man into a bear or a woman into a bear. Okay. Uh, depending on which gender you want to play. And the cool thing about it is, like, bears are super strong. Yeah. As they as are. As you think, because um, they're bears. So the, the, <laughs> that character is very strong. But because they want to keep the game even, uh -huh. uh, there's also, like, this cursed aspect to it. Okay. Um, if you're not on top of keeping your bear happy, or as you are a bear... Um, <laughs> So you honey and fish. Right, 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 right. berries. Um, well, that's just it. It'll, it'll just up and walk away. It'll walk out of what you were planning on doing and, and find the nearest wow. forest. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like this uh, dark sorcerer who is somewhat loyal, but maybe has some issues, some luggage that she's carrying with her. Uh, and yeah, so half, half human, half scrawl. I mean, all these really cool characters. Yeah that have great advantages, but with those advantages come some disadvantages. With great power comes great disadvantage. Yes. <laughs> I heard that somewhere. <laughs> I believe it's Batman, right? Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> I, I'm sure of it. Um, yeah, so, uh, and this is also really cool because this is kind of com coming out with the, at the same time as the Legends of Andor, The Last Hope. Okay. But it's also backwards compatible. So you can actually oh, use okay. these heroes in the base game or okay. the uh, Journey to the North nice. expansion as well. Nice. So it kind of encompasses the whole scope yeah. of Legends of Andor. And these are the cards that, okay. are, uh, that go along with the characters because... Sorry for slamming that on the no, table. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, they go along with the characters. They give them a, a real like fleshed out story, a narrative oh, as nice. to like, who they are, yeah. why they are who they are, and their faults. And what makes them who they are. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So is that available now? Is that something if somebody was at Origins they could pick up here? Unfortunately not. No? Okay. Uh, we're thinking it'll be available to demo at Gen Con and hopefully for sale there, if not okay. shortly after. Very cool. Very cool. Alright, next up I see a box of Lost Cities sitting next to us. Yes. Tell, tell me about Lost Cities. This is perhaps the thing that's gotten the most attention at our booth outside of uh, Drop It, which is available now. Okay. Uh, and Exit Games, which are always popular. Very, yeah, very popular. This is kind of a little bit of a teaser because it's also not available yet. Okay. But it is the newest in the Lost Cities family. Okay. And unlike a lot of these other games, like the, the board game that came out and a couple of other things, it, this does not exist in that world or the Celtus world at all yet. Okay. It's all new. Gotcha. So... Similar mechanics where you're taking cards and putting them in sequence in your tableau. Okay. But the way you acquire them is no longer just a random draw, but you're actually auctioning for them. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you're given some money that you have to spend wisely as yes. you explore these new areas. Awesome, awesome. And probably one of the hottest things that people are talking about is the expansion for Emotep. Yes. Which is... Coming soon. Also coming soon. Also coming soon. Demo it at Gen Con. Okay. Hopefully purchase at Gen Con, but if not, shortly after. Okay. Yep. So are you doing pre-orders at Gen Con, or are you planning anything like that? or is? We're really going to try and have it there. Okay. So what what does this add to Emotep? Um, A lot of content. Uh, it's okay. five new boards, which are double-sided, so ten new sites. Okay. 
as well as uh, an expansion for uh, the gods, which let you wager on different aspects of the game to earn okay. more points. So it gives you more strategy, and also, like, those new player boards, one of them's a chariot race. How cool is that? Oh, that's very cool. <laughs> yeah. I like uh, it. And then there's scaffolding, there's uh, a new burial chamber, a lot of really cool things that I think actually add a little bit of complexity to the, the game, but not enough to really change it. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so there it is. There's three very cool things coming from uh, Cosmos. And, of course, like you said, exit games are always hot and popular. Yeah. And, and drop it is a very cool thing. So thanks so much for spending time in Studio 359. Thank you, Jeremiah. Here at Origins. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, thanks. thanks. All right, let's, let's officially start. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome to Origins. Here we are. We're in Origins. Hey, everybody. Yeah, Sitting good. next to me is Ross Thompson of IDW Games. Glad to be here. Glad Thanks to be here. so much for joining us. I'm calling it, I, I just started this. We're calling it Studio 359. Ooh, I like it. Because we're booth 359, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So Studio 539. So next year when you, when you have a di different booth number, you're going to change it up again? Or? Absolutely. Or it might just be 359. From, I kind of like that. I guess cool, that's right? not, not a bad segment. I kind of like your live at show segment, right? Right, so. right. Here yeah. at Studio 359. Jamming uh, the good things. Right. After after everything closes, it'll be 359 after hours. Ooh, I like that. I like so, that, right? There it is. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk IDW games. Sure, I see that. Um, you've brought, you've like cluttered my table. I did. I did. I brought which, lots of things. Which is very cool. Uh, what do you want to start with? Should we work this way? Yeah, this, we, we can do that. Or we can go this way. Either, you either tell way. me. Uh, you know what? I'm down either way. I guess I have the game right in front of me here. Uh, so let's start over there. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so right here. <laughs> so Dragon Ball Z Perfect Cells. Yes, it is. The dice game. The dice game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see. It, it, it does, does say dice, dice game, game right on it, right? And so it's a it's a Chris Bryan game. It's, okay. uh, it's super awesome. So it is a uh, threat management game. Okay. So you, it's based in the uh, in the the Dragon Ball Z saga with, with Cell during okay. the Cell games. Yep. Very very wonderfully placed. And so uh, you need to defend Earth against Cell. And so okay. if you enjoy games like Pandemic and things like that, it's very threat management level where you play as Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, Krillin, nice. and so on, and then. Uh, Perfect Cell has all these abilities that he can do to attack you. And so you need to use your dice. Okay. You have, a, you have a different abilities that can tell you which dice you need to roll and do yeah. that. And then each different dice color has an attack or a blast or a defend or an energy boost. Okay. And either you can use those to buy more attacks or to attack Cell or to um, use those to uh, pass on your energy to other players too. Oh, okay. So, like, in Dragon Ball Z, it's very much have an energy, have an energy. Right, so right, there's, right. there's stuff you can, you can do to do that. Nice. And so it's got an easy mode and a hard mode, and so you just need to work together as a team to fight against Cell. So it's cooperative dice. Total, totally. That's not a common thing. It's not. Like, there's a lot of dice games, but there's not a lot of cooperative yeah. ones. Yeah, so. and, it's, and it's a fun IP. Everyone loves Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, we're kind absolutely. of in a golden age of Dragon Ball Z right now. Right, right. Right, which is fun. They've got, they just finished up Dragon Ball Super, and they've got two new movies that have been announced. Yeah. the whole thing, plus all the video games that are happening. Right, right? video games are really hitting yeah. hard. So, yeah. it's, so it's fun. And then we really, we also, like, this, this game's been doing well. It sold out of its first run when it came out. Okay. So we're, nice. we're getting a reprint for it right now as well, which is great. And uh, we really enjoy Dragon Ball Z as well. So we have some cool stuff in the works. Very so cool. stay tuned. I don't, I don't have anything to show off, but uh, who knows? Who knows? So that'll mm. be... That's what we call a tease in yeah, the industry. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we get that. All right, cool. And next up in the line of 
the lineups. We've got Munchkin. It's another iteration of a Munchkin game. It is, and so this is IDW's first uh, Munchkin game okay. with, with C. Jackson Games, and so yeah. uh, we uh, decided the best way to launch out with that, and they were super excited, was to do a Turtles game. IDW, like kind of a staple, right? And right. so uh, what's fun with this one is it's a uh, all Kevin Eastman original art. So he did oh, all new art cool. for the game, and so really? yeah. So That's every every card cool. is all is all uh, uh, J photos and Kevin Eastman, and they really worked out to to, to make it happen, right? Which is which is super awesome. Yeah. And uh, along with that, it's um you play as the turtles instead of playing as a human or an elf or whatever, right, right, right. And so they've got different abilities they can use that are all to their characters. Uh, there's uh, katas that you can do as well, which kind of give you energy boosts or different like aggressive action or, yeah, or defensive right. action. And then there's other uh, team-up abilities. Okay. So if you're, hey, other turtle, like help me out, let's fight off Shredder. We'll get more bonus points that way and nice. things too. Uh, and then there's some fun stuff. So like one of the bad guys, Baxter, is very technology focused, right? And so yeah. his, um, his ability is when he comes out into play uh, for how many cell phones are on the table, you get the bonus, you know. And, <laughs> nice. And then, like, when Rock City comes out, you got to go and find Bebop in the deck nice. and pop this out. And nice. So, so the, the, we had the Kickstarter for it. It went very well. Yeah. It was great. It was super fun. So we'll, we'll have uh, three editions of it essentially coming out. So right okay. here, the box is for the retail version, which will just have cards in it. Okay. And we have a deluxe version coming out, which will have the board and the standees sure. and then all the cards as well. That'll be in full color. Okay. And, then, and then the Kickstarter people are going to have their uh, deluxe version, but with Steppy its own. Oh, nice. So very much like Mirage Comics kind of. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. Just the, the artwork alone has got to be worth picking up a copy, Oh, man. Right? So Kevin was selling prints. Or, oh, 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 and oh, he was selling the originals of it during the campaign. Oh, my gosh. And so it was so funny seeing, like, which ones were going first. Yeah. You know, because <laughs> there was one he had of, like, a dumpster and, like, a sewer pipe. Uh -huh. And that was like one of like the instant ones, and I'm like, it's just it, that's <laughs> it's not even a character, yeah, right? <laughs> but he did Slash. There's a lot of cool like, like OG Turtles guys where you're just like awesome. Yeah, yeah, so it's it's fun, uh, and I like Munchkin. Like I go playing it in college and stuff like that. So right, it's, right. So it's fun that we get to do like a yeah. A, it kind of embraces the thing, like, even the board itself. Uh huh. Like we have some people be like, oh, can I just get the board as a print? Yeah, you know? and we're like, sure. well, you know, like. Maybe, probably yeah, not, but, but like also just get the game and just the board, right? So right. there you go. But it's, it's it's really nice, and the art is fantastic, and it definitely embraces the fun of Munchkin. Yeah. And then Turtles. So if you're a Turtles fan, it's probably going to be something you want to check out. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Uh, all right, let's keep moving along yeah, here. Yeah, we got a lot of stuff. So uh, Death Note. That's Death the next Note. Right here. So we have a Death Note confrontation. Okay. So it's a Jordan and Mandy game. All right. So they're awesome board gaming design couple. They do a really good job of doing stuff. And then Death Note as an IP right now is gaining a lot more traction, right? Because Netflix sure. has its own series or its own movie for it as well. And then uh, they just announced or teased that they're going to be, uh, uh, Kira and uh, Ryuk are going to be in the Jump Force video game. Okay. That's kind of cool. I don't know how it's going to work out at all, but you nice. know, they're going to fight against Goku, I guess. See how that works. Anyway, so for, yeah. for, for, for the video, for, for, the, for the board game, so it's a head-to-head. -head, it's a two-player game. Okay. So in the world of Death Note, you know, uh, during the beginning of the show, once uh, Kira gets the Death Note and starts writing names down of criminals that need to die, the police are trying to find out where he is and who is he mm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so this is this play takes place right when L is first uh, assigned to the case, okay. and he needs to find out where. Uh, Kira is. Okay. And so what he does in the show is he, they leak out different names of criminals for different TV regions. Uh huh. So he's like, oh, region A, region B, region C, you're all going to yeah. get different names. So they're trying to figure out where he is in the, in the, uh, 
the, 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 the city. And so that's what right. this does too. And so you've got these different things that go out. So you'll draw a card and if, if you're Kira and that'll tell you which suspect you are. Okay. Right? And okay. so then you'll take that and know which one you are. And there's, there's a little square that will mark how many grids you're allowed to kill in. And that's okay. your zone. And then uh, we'll roll dice. Uh-huh. And that will be the uh, the the kill the criminals that the uh, L the detective will then give yeah. out, and then so then you can pick which ones you're going to kill, and that will let us kind of know which area you're in. But also you can throw us off because right. you can pick other ones that are outside the area, and so we need to deduce what's going on. Nice. But, but then you score points. So Kira scores points by one point for knife criminals, two for guns, three for bombs, and so okay. uh, L needs to stop him before it gets to fifteen points. Gotcha. So it's a super cute, like, it's really smart because you're like, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense. But as you're trying to deduce what's going on, it's like a really intense battleship, right? Right, so right, right. Yeah. It's, I was going to say almost like a letters to Whitechapel oh, very much. hidden, yeah, hidden yeah, yeah. movement, secret movement yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. You're not really moving, but you're trying to figure out, like, okay, if I if I uh, give two in this area and one in that yeah, area, which right. one is it going to go for, right? Is he going to figure out that I'm baiting him with that or not? Yeah, and so that's it's, cool. And then there's that's a cool. chapter two with the game that essentially provides double the city, oh, where it's nice. almost like, like a really dense city, so I know we're recording, so on the camera I'll try to, here's the chapter one, where we got going on very, very slick, where it's, it's the nice stuff, and then when we go to chapter two, because you're all writing in the book, so there's chapter two. So right. we'll have more books available, plus we'll have it online most likely too. Right, it's, right. It has the how to play on top of every, every page. So okay. even when you're skipping through and oh, writing nice. on the stuff, so it's you just find one every single one. Yeah, very cool. So this game's going to be super fun. It's on a boat right now, so it should be available okay. pretty pretty soon, probably early July. Nice. So I'm nice. super jazzed for for Death Note. It's a really fun game. It's going to cool IP and Jordan Man to do a good job. Very cool. So yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So last one up, Mask of the Red Mask Death. Mask of the Red. So yeah. we we it's, it's super awesome. This is a art. It's a game by Adam Wise. And okay. all art by Grizz Grimley. So Grizz Grimley fully okay. illustrated the full game, the board, wow. the characters, the whole stuff. Nice. We ran a Kickstarter for this game in January. Okay. And so it, it should be uh, filling very, very soon to backers. Yeah. Which is going to be great. And then to retail stores, of course, right, and all of that. And so the game, it's a four to seven player party game. Okay. So it's based on Edgar Allan's pose, Mask of the Red Death. Sure. And we also included the short story in the book. Oh, nice. In case you haven't, in case you haven't uh, read, it. read it. right. And so Familiarize the, yourself. So, uh, get some culture. Right? Yeah, do it up. You, you swine jeez, <laughs> right? And so uh, in the game, you are uh, trying to get the most uh, popularity points. So okay. you're doing a lot of gossip. And uh, you're not these cards. These cards here. So you're like jesting and hanging out so you want to be in the room with the prince and you get more points when you're in the room yeah, with the prince and doing right. all these things but okay. at the same time you need to figure out there'll be these cards here that have numbers and colors and those will be along the side of the board there and so you need to also figure out which room the red death will appear in after midnight oh, okay. for each room so at 12 10 12 20 12 30 12 40 and so on right and those colors and you got to remember which rooms he's going to be in. Okay. And so you're going to mark that essentially on your board as you find those out. And there's a little character sheet that'll block that. Yeah. And uh, so once midnight hits, ding, 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 ding. There it is. You know, you mark it. And then you need, as the Red Death shows up and moves around the room, the rooms, you need to make sure that you're not in the room that he's in. That he's in. Because you'll be be dead. dead. Yeah, you'll be dead. So you're managing your points with popularity and then managing to remember when the game hits midnight. 
So very cool. Yeah, it's super fun. It's nice. And it's a nice like, four to seven player game, and the player count is roughly like game length, roughly the same amount of time because you're all kind of simultaneous and doing a lot of stuff okay. at the same time. Nice. So four to seven. I people are like, oh, what's the best player count to play with? And I'm like, four to seven. <laughs> yeah, know, whatever it, works. Whatever yeah, works, you, you know. Yeah. And so th there's no solo mode or anything like that, but it's, it's a lot of fun. The game turned out really, really well. The art's fantastic. Yeah, and, and it looks the, gorgeous. The yeah. board's really cool looking. And, yeah, yeah, cool yeah working with Grizz, the guy, I mean, he does amazing work. And so it's, yeah. it's fun just to have... It's, it's nice. I think with IDW, it's really cool because we really celebrate uh, artists, too. Yeah. Right? And so it's fun to have a lot of guys that maybe wouldn't work on board games to bring them in and, hey, try it in, in a new medium, right? Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Well... Dude, thanks for stopping by. Glad to do it. All the stuff looks amazing. I was, I was telling uh, some of my friends and some of the folks helping me out in the booth just how like you guys have all these cool licenses and there's just cool things going on and so and you you didn't see you didn't fail to uh, <laughs> to complete that uh, that thought for me. Yeah, that's and, good. Uh, yeah, just cool stuff, man. So really appreciate it and uh, thanks for spending some time. You with know us. it. Always glad. Awesome. Thanks, man. Cool. Thank you. There it is. That's day two of Studio 359 here in Origins Game Hall, Game Fair, uh, Exhibit Hall. What a fun, fun day we had. We had an amazing turnout for our giveaways. We also did our first flash contest right from the Exhibit Hall floor. And uh, congratulations to everybody who won. Tomorrow we have uh, amazing prizes as well. So be sure to come back. If you're at Origins, stop by booth 359. We would love to have you be a part of that and shake your hand and say thanks. It's been so amazing just to meet all these people, talk to folks, both who have listened and, uh, you know, just it, it's great. People, oh, I listen to your show. I love it. And it's so rewarding. It's so great. So thank you if you've done that. If you haven't done that, swing on by. I'd love to see you. I'd love to say hi. And it's been great to see people show interest in, and hopefully you, those folks are listening now. So thanks so much to everybody for doing all of that. And uh, stay tuned for tomorrow. We'll be back with more That's How I Roll. Also, we've got Board Games Daily happening as we speak. Uh, I'm, I'm about ready to head over and talk to um, uh, Mark Swanson of uh, Feudum fame. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be posted posted probably by the same time this is posted so head over to board games daily and check that out as well and we'll be back tomorrow until then i'm jeremiah isley and if there's one thing you can count on it's that's how i roll see you guys thanks for rolling with us today that's how i roll is produced by jeremiah isley and brought to you by theology of games if you liked what you heard today, take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in, and drive safe.